see what happens. Let's just see what happens. We are in cold, windy, cloudy, beautiful Santa Thank Barbara. you. This is why we spend so much money to live here I, for this. Right. I was going to say we're in beautiful, sunny Santa Barbara, but mm. I can't say that. It is beautiful, though. Um, yeah. Memorial Day weekend and mm. the coastal towns are saying no, thank you. No. Yeah, they're not. They're giving cheat kisses to no one. No, they're like, this isn't the beach weekend. Go figure out something else to do. Yeah, it's time to go elsewhere. Uh, I'm noticing Steph uh, check. The it's plants. not real. No. Okay. So I have a couple. So we're in. <laughs> we're in my bedroom in Santa Barbara on the west side. Ooh. Um. And I have a couple plants that I tend to, but there's one plant that's an imposter plant. Yeah. And he's the imposter because I wanted some green there, but he's sitting on top of my amp, and I didn't want to have to water a plant on top of an expensive piece of equipment. Yeah. Let's not. Yeah. So uh, you're smart. See, we have a lot of. Uh, expensive equipment around the house yeah i'm not as thoughtful as you oh well that's okay it's also like not a lot of it's mine so you're like if i water the amp it's it'll grow (laughs) (laughs) it'll produce more tiny amps i didn't know it was an imposter till i touched it Mm. now that i'm looking at it i'm like it's obviously fake but that's so dusty too it didn't tell me that see the dust though i'll dust it though no 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 the dust i feel like added to me thinking it was real incredible wow my green thumb is do you ever think about dust oh yes yeah certainly uh yeah now do you think santa barbara's dusty oh is one of the Ojai and ventura dustiest places i've ever lived i feel like oh Ojai, like when you're just like walking down the street you're like oh my god there's dust more in my eye, or more like what's the point of dusting it comes back in like a day mm, that's really true and do you know about dust I mean, a little bit. I know a little bit about dust. Uh, but one thing, can I tell you a little story from my childhood? That's what so, we're here for. So quick. Literally. Um, my, Take it away. My mom would say, she's like, you can, you can write in my dust, just don't date it. When I was a little kid, I thought she meant don't make out with dust. So I'm 30 and I thought, how are you going to go on a date with That's a dust? Ex- there we go. <laughs> no, yeah. She's like, just don't put the date that you put the dust you know so we yes. don't know how long it's been there but because I we're really, not cleaning it i was like Am your I? mom's hilarious she's hilarious i thought oh it's a valent my valentine's day crushes the dust <laughs> oh okay you thought this is gonna be a good life <laughs> yeah. honestly it's with you yeah. everywhere you go not yeah. you specifically like you're a dusty person or anything but <laughs> i'm like pig pen from uh yeah. the peanuts <laughs> yeah you specifically it mm-hmm. goes with you thanks uh, my parents used to always say i was that little kid in peanuts that's i think he's cute He's adorable. Are you All joking of me? I, I, of course, the are, cutest little okay, man. <laughs> He's so, so cute. And the, yeah. the little tumbleweed of dirt behind him—that is me. Now, someone said something. Wait, did you say that we were okay? So we had that backyard concert. Yes. And that we were dancing like the Peanuts characters that was at the me. end. Yes, that was you. And it was the most accurate description of how everybody was dancing <laughs> that I've ever seen. Uh-huh. How collectively were fifty people dancing like Peanuts? It wasn't oh. discussed. It was one of my favorite moments. It was a spiritual experience for me. It was me. so sweet. It was so wholesome, mm-hmm. truly wholesome. Mm-hmm. And I love a sweet, wholesome night. And we're going to have another one. Oh, thank God. Lauren Sexton of uh, Strange Confetti mm-hmm. and her friend Hannah. I can't remember the last name at this moment in time. So sorry. Honest, weren't you saying on the last podcast, it's kind of hot to not even have a last name. So she's just Hannah. Hannah, that is such a hot move. Hannah is going to be playing <laughs> on July 14th in my backyard. So show details and like info on that. But if you guys are around in the summer, it's going to be such a sweet, lovely mm. night. Like for me, it's yeah. one of those nights where you go to bed and you close your eyes and you think mm. I'm going to be nostalgic for this night. Ugh. 
for yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest of my life. No, I felt it in my bones when we were there. We passed around bug spray. Mm-hmm. It was really collectively like a lovely night. And you know what? We just had another very lovely night we in did. my backyard. Certainly. We yeah. had a welcome party for my cousin Sam who just moved in with us. And and then they put us uh, in a ring and said fight to the death. There's only one. Basically, <laughs> we played code names, which is always really intense. And if you're ever playing with Cody, freaking Lord help you. He yeah. uh, he uh, talks during the entire directions on how <laughs> mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. He will not stop making <laughs> jokes because I don't know. He's got a compulsion. Maybe you know. <laughs> what it's like what Uh that means Uh um he's not well Uh i'm just kidding Uh, he's always just like gagging and joking and making bits constantly constant bits yeah so so if you're on his team you definitely don't know how to play no um because you couldn't hear the instructions and then he does really terrible clues like buh for two buh yeah that that wasn't you when you left we played one more round of code names Mm -hmm. and he did look l-e-w-k look for three but do you know what real the magic that really happened after you left? I want to know. We played Hangman. <laughs> when was the last time you earnestly played Hangman? Seventh grade summer camp or something. It was the most fun game between <laughs> 30-year-olds I've ever played. And then you know what we did for the two single people in the room? Uh-huh. We played MASH. Oh, cool. Very cool. What, what, were the, what was the status? So I just have to say... As someone who grew up in the time of MASH, yeah. I was never the cool girl who knew how to do the MASH, like set it up. And mm-hmm. like, I would never be the one with the cute notebook doing MASH. Yeah. Sometimes that pretty girl would be like, Stephanie, do you want to play MASH? And then, you know, you would, yeah. it would be like the first day you've ever seen the sunlight. You get uh-huh. to bask in their glory, you know? Yeah. So when MASH came up, I was like, wow, springing up a lot of like, I'm not cool. But, um, I loved it. It was so much fun. Cody played. I think he's going to have a son named Zane who like huffs paint. Okay. That does add up. I know. And if you play <laughs> MASH as an adult, you do it cruel. Like the cruel way to play, which is the most fun and kids do this too, is where your friends get to choose all the answers for oh, you yeah. instead of you. And so I think he's like living in a hut in like mm. um, San Bernardino with Zane and you know like <laughs> oh that is that is a memoir I would read <laughs> I know speaking of uh-huh. have you ever read Educated no uh, the one that wow 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 Tara Westover yes thank it you it was in 2018 so I'm behind on the time so maybe a lot of goobers have heard of it or read it it's an incredible listen one of my favorite audiobook narrators um, I know I'm just like touching Kelly's yeah. ceramic sorry on the side um in Sam's room and Kelly gave her a candle for her very belated birthday gift yeah I think this was a it was a double trouble the matches were my birthday and then the candle was like a oh for the matches I obviously gave you she gives me gifts every time I see her it's uh, as she should it's this the how many days of Christmas are there it's the 12 days but all year long but and it's every time only <laughs> I mean who wouldn't want that <laughs> um what were we talking about uh educated oh, tara, educated. Tara, tara, tara westover. westover yeah wow i'm not a memoir girly but i like to go outside of my comfort zone reading yeah. on books that audiobooks mm. and i listened to this book and i was like i devoured it nice. it was i just kept going a walk so i could listen to it uh it's such an incredible story of like overcoming this whole family identity thing Mm. and you know what it really resonated with me on a very small scale hers is obviously an extreme scale is she part of the mormon church so her parents were part of the mormon church but her dad was like a zealot like there is no Mm. there like he thinks that 
Mormons are too moderate. Like he is Mormon to the extreme. Mm-hmm. The only books they had in their house was the Book of Mormon, the Bible, and some papers written by like the founding fathers. Okay. They were not allowed to go to public school, uh, which I guess is like pretty common in rural like religious communities and yeah. stuff. Um, obviously, like women aren't expected much other than to you know take care of the family and mm-hmm. stuff, which. There's so much dignity in that. Obviously, I'm not talking shit, but um, she grew up in like a really tough family with seven siblings and was truly uneducated and ended up getting a PhD by 27 mm. and had to have yeah. like this huge reckoning of like who you are becoming, who you once were. And then like this identity thing of who people see you as mm. and where you belong and and stuff like that. And I just, oh, you guys, it's so good. Dang. Okay. It is huge. And it also was semi-healing for me because I'm like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can reckon with your identity things and your family things and stuff, like, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm good. You know, I I have, like, on a very small scale, I moved away Mm -hmm. from my family. And then my sister ended up having a couple kids. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with your family that if you're not there to be there and support... Mm -hmm. I don't know. You just feel other and like you you get a lot of distance from it. And then you have a, I have a hard time sometimes like self identity stuff. Mm, Yeah. Because of it there. I mean, there's a whole, I mean, again, my whole field is people trying to reconcile who am I and who am I not? And often we, they're like, Oh, you're going to ask me about my mom or my dad. And it's like, well, yeah, probably really sorry. We're going to start. That's something that is pretty fundamental. So, um yeah yeah i mean it's super humbling too i think in my field finding that uh there's there's a premise not everyone agrees with this but it's like you can only take your clients as far as you've gone yourself oh shit i guess i've never considered like that end of it Mm -hmm. so it gets pretty interesting you know i've had people kind of be like you're some kid and i'm like try me you know, I've lived a lot of lives in a very short amount of time i've had a lot of things yeah and uh you know i've been a client in therapy for god yeah i'm not gonna lie i want my therapist to have had some trauma like let's get into like let's get some compassion like obviously you can have compassion regardless yeah but it's kind of nice when yeah it's like people get it i've been there it's and i've and then you can tell too when your therapist has totally not been there and it's kind of like okay well that is a weird advice for someone who has never like like if you were in Uh this situation i don't know that you'd be like vibing on that advice yeah certainly yeah it's that's pretty interesting yeah interesting stuff so now i have a question i don't Mm -hmm. know this is so random but i'm just looking at your outfit oh yeah tell me about it now are your birkenstocks like all all terrain uh would you consider I've never, I've never gone further than here to the kitchen or to the You don't off road with them. I don't. There's been not no off roading. I haven't tried to hitch a trailer. So I these done. are your house shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been warm enough to wear them out in the world. These are these are are new these boys. New, are you new? This is I'm. My feet are very sensitive. I tried Birkenstocks in the past and I got blisters, which apparently is very common. Yeah. It's a whole deal. So right now there's my house shoes and uh i recently went on a hike with bridget in ohio and mm-hmm. there was gonna be a lot of water and i just was like going through my life in the day in my house mm-hmm. wearing my house shoes yeah. aka my birkenstocks yeah um and i ended up at the hike with my birkenstocks on How and was i that? thought well we're gonna do it dude <laughs> are they the monster truck of shoe <laughs> kind of but like also hilarious they're blue 
leather. My friend just was going to give them to Goodwill and they fit me perfectly. And I was like, no thanks. I'll take those. Um, They're blue, like dark blue leather. And we did a bunch of river crossings, which was cool to have the sandals. Like they fit, they, they are comfortable. Like they were fine. Yeah. But my feet were blue after Mm -hmm. they bled all over. Okay. Ouch. I'm just curious. Like, I don't know that, like I treated them like Tevas or or something like that. And I don't think they are. I don't think that's their function. I'm not Mm, entirely sure what their function is yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Right now I'm sporting them with a pair of socks. So that's just so the people know. That's classic. Yeah. So I had a Birkenstock phase years and years ago. And it's so funny to come back to them and be like, oh, I guess we're going, we're doing this again. Yeah, something's um, something's come back. Timeless. What is the pin on your? Oh, she has a little again, metal pin. Another uh, twelve days of Christmas gift. Oh, uh, it says things will work out, and it's like a little hand with a cross with, with crossing thing. its fingers. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. So, uh, yeah, so I wear it uh, every day. Do you? Do you believe it? Oh, hey, Lilibeth is mad at the Amazon <laughs> guy. <laughs> he certainly, uh, Lilibet after the the great queen. Yeah, I'll be calling her Lilibeth, probably. <laughs> it's a hard T to end it's on. It's really, it's honestly Lilibet. embarrassing to have to say it so often, but I've gotten used to it. Does she have a nickname? I call her Lilla. Her parents do not call her any nickname. She is always Lilibet. You're joking. Um, How many nicknames do you have for Fig? Oh my God. so I, handsome. I have a mug, actually. A friend, some friends got me a mug with his, like a painted version of his face on it. And on the back, it's all the, nick, a portion of the nicknames. So we've got... Fig, figgy, figgy wiggy, fila wee, uh, fila chi, chi charon. Yeah, they don't need to make sense, you know? Yeah. They don't need to make sense. Yeah, so. um, Yeah, we have Bobby, but I call her Kitty. Like, I just don't, (laughs) like, when am I going to be like, Bobbeth? Like, stop it. Yeah, never. Robert. Yeah, I call her Bobby sometimes, I guess. Robert. That is good. (laughs) Do the full. She's really in trouble. Yes. Robert Kitty. Robert Kitty Jetski James, what are you doing? <laughs> she actually doesn't have my last name, and I and I'm happy. I don't think she would want it. She's kind of an independent. Does she have Asas? No, she has, she's it's a Jetski. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. That's not Bobby Jetski first name middle name. No, no middle name. Okay. She's kind of like too rogue. Mm. She lives life by her own. Yeah. Beat of the drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fig's a good boy. He can go outside, but he doesn't really care. Well, he did go missing for a portion of time. Yeah, we don't uh, about, like we don't about like eight that. months. But um, it's been this time last year that I got him back. So I was like, my the pictures have been all popping up, being like, remember, remember when? I'm like, I do, and it again completely reshaped me as we call back to our yeah. first episode together. So yeah, he's a good guy. He's just he's he's just bathing and napping, and he doesn't like going far anymore. I, I think he is a rumspringa fully uh, and completely so yeah he's here and you know when i leave i'm like oh do you want me to like give you my switch before i go and you he's know like, yeah so it's one of those like he tried the grass is greener moment mm-hmm. and you mostly learn in life that it ain't it doesn't it isn't turns out when someone else tries to steal you and make you their <laughs> child it's not really that it's cool it's not that like interesting yeah. okay so we're gonna stick on the typical steph sam themes mm-hmm. um and we're going to talk about Zelda. Ugh, we're going to talk about the Switch. We're going to talk about video games here, people. So yeah. a brand new Zelda came out. Brand new Zelda. So for those unfamiliar, um, which is nobody, right? Um, everybody knows about <laughs> Zelda. On. Zelda, I mean, it's been in the Nintendo world for many moons. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a brand new one on the Switch. It's an open world game, meaning you are Link just traversing, gathering items, cooking those items, 
finding swords and shields, fighting monsters, solving puzzles. Um, and it's very exciting for me. Um, and really, it's it's done a lot for me personally, except I it's there's so much to do in the game, quite yeah, honestly. Are you overwhelmed? I have gotten become completely stressed and overwhelmed. So <laughs> I'm know. like, my Ace has always like letting me know that he will what a what a gentleman that he will purchase and download animal crossing for me so i could play with my cousin yeah you should do that and i said so i can just do some more work after the end of my day go go clock oh. in and build a build a house yeah. and work and make money to a capitalistic like little raccoon guy. yeah yeah it i is, don't know you know it is tough it is a more caring community <laughs> i would say than the current state uh that we're in yeah um, so it's nice you're like let's go to the utopia for an hour yeah. or two i mean there's no gun regulation because there are no guns so right. it's different there wow beautiful yeah, I know. stunning <laughs> no book bans <laughs> yeah um yeah. gorgeous yeah. i uh i've only played ocarina of time which oh, is great. very old school yeah I just I like a side scrolling game personally and or limited limited capabilities. What's side what's side scrolling mean? What's side that? scroll is where it's like Mario where you're moving oh. on one screen. You can't yes. like go into a world. 3D? Are you kidding me? Whoa. Well, yeah, it's pretty freaky out there. Crazy. But, um, Did you ever watch The Office? Yes. When Jim is playing Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. I have never connected more when it comes to video games mm. he's just in the corner shooting nazis and they're like or killing someone yeah and they're like, i think it is it's zombie nazis i think yeah then, and yeah. they're like you're not using you're using a sniper like i would i'm useless yeah yeah useless like that's when yeah andy's calling him tuna and he's like tuna you know he's oh like, god so the upset. tuna never ends oh andy's like losing his mind yeah he's getting called into his manager's office because he's not doing good at call of duty oh yes that'd be me That'd be good team bonding. Um, yeah, I again. So you played twenty five hours at least in two um, weeks. In two weeks, we did the math. We did the math. It's not that bad, guys. No, it's not that bad. It's like a couple hours a day yeah, at most. Just under two hours. Just under. I'm going home and looking at Ace. I want to know. I will be comparing it and letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Because we have a routine at night and it's very like millennial, I feel like, and maybe our parents would be sickened by it. However, uh-huh. we are obsessed with it, so we hang out together as like even like a roommate family or whatever until like eight or nine uh-huh. i would love to be in bed by eight every night mm-hmm. and then i usually read from eight to nine nice he's switching okay then from nine to like 10 or ten thirty, we become goblins i don't think we talk to each other uh-huh. i play my phone i play this game called royal match okay and i play solitaire nice he switches for a bit longer <laughs> so he's probably getting an hour and a half to two hours a day too okay yeah we might be on the same tr- train yeah but that's our routine there's all the train yeah it's um uh the running my running joke with kelly has been um all i really want to do all day is I, she could go to work and i'll sit at her feet and play my my switch i just want to sit next to you we don't need to talk that sounds so great like every once in a while i'll put my hand we'll yeah. hold hands hey. for half a second we'll kiss yeah be i'll, like, I'll say something great. funny me too yeah but like then i'm right back to my royal match yeah. which is basically oh gosh what's that game it's basically like um what's that cupcake game cupcake game well i i need to know crazy cupcakes oh that's from brooklyn 99 (laughs) um i'm making i'm talking Mm. about fictional games now anywho we 
or a Zelda family, even though I don't really play. I watch him sometimes. I'll no, watch. It's super cozy. And there's so much to do. I think the game can appeal to anybody. Like, my friend, um, uh, her and her husband both play, but he, like, plays to beat the game. But she's like, uh, I'm going to collect apples. And I'm going to find little Karooks, which are tiny, cute little leaf yeah. characters. And, uh, it's, and, and yeah. it's, so pl- it's so pleasant. You're yes. just, like, walking through the fields and the sun. It's actually breathtaking. Um and I realize what I'm saying about a video game, but I also have a really big, I have a, a therapist take on video games. Can I share that with you? Oh my Do God. A little psycho ed for the, for the people. Um, Dr. Nate, so, the people. Um, so basically uh, when you start getting anxious or stressed, there's like a biological thing that's happening with you and you need to quote unquote, complete the stress cycle. So what's happening is that in our modern problems, but we're having modern problems and yet our bodies used to having ancient ones where we're like literally running away from a lion and we're running away from the lion and we're trying to get back to our village to our people kill the lion and then you experience the rush of relief and then you've completed the stress cycle because you were in danger and now you are safe um we with modern problems we don't have quite that same relief and so the, through video games and through video games where you're solving puzzles or killing zombies or whatever it might be you get to basically enact this uh, through your stress cycle and being like, I defeated the thing, I completed the puzzle, and then the rush of relief. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it, it works for a lot of my clients, it works for me, and it's pretty helpful. I imagine that it has a lot to do with like self gratification and self, like, confidence even in mm-hmm. video games because you can go somewhere where you're this different i don't know like and be mm. successful or like quote unquote like this is a very measured successful thing you mm. beat the boss you did xyz yeah. you know like where success in normal life is measured on a million different ways right yeah. or like only one way mm-hmm. so i feel like going into a video game and doing well in it and having fun and having that relief and being able to feel the like completion of like what oh, you're saying those 100%. stress cycles and stuff is probably like just good for your brain yeah there's i mean there's so much ambiguity in life that you're pointing out and i think yeah video games do kind of give this like capsule where you can like live out a thing and have a sense of a finality and i finish and i've complete the story is is done and i also think uh it's been coming up a lot for my clients they all want something to build with their hands they're like oh i need to join a ceramic studio yeah. or i need to uh crochet and i'm like oh it's because so many again our problems are like in a cloud that isn't real and uh what do we do about you know we go to work and what is our job how do we measure this and it's like oh yeah we need to like participate in more things that are in the earth on our hands it also builds community yeah so that's obviously like the most important thing a piece of the equation is like when you go out and do hobbies or you play video games and you can connect with people you don't know about it Mm -hmm. and stuff it's like it it obviously like builds oh my god speaking of building community like i'm obsessed i uh i am in the cult of our lord and savior sarah j mass who writes fantasy books Mm. um and i'm reading through her earliest work which is an eight book series and i'm on book five and i went and i was i was at a doctor's appointment and i'm trying to be on my phone less i brought my phone my book with me to Mm -hmm. like read and it was so nice it's so nice to bring a book that you're into and i was reading it and i was carrying it around with me and the girl who was making my next appointment was like are you liking your book and i said are you in the cult of sjm and she (laughs) said i sure am she rips out her arm and she has a tattoo (gasps) right where i have a tattoo for another book sarah j mass wrote whoa and i was like what's up and like we were showing off our tattoos that's so cute and uh 
we were talking about the books and like just being silly and dorky and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm coming back next week. And she hasn't started my favorite series yet, but she has the books. And I was like, mm. so get to work. Oh, that's so fun. But it's so cool. And those like small interactions where yeah. in normal life, you're like, I just am trying to get through the, get through it and like right, right, get right. to the next thing and hurry, yeah. hurry, hurry, rush, rush, rush to just like have a com- fun conversation. Oh, that's so with sweet. With another person. I re- yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we went to the Ren Fair. Like, I'm looking for wholesome experiences mm. in life more and more. We went mm. to the Ren Fair mm. a couple weekends ago. So great. Everyone was dressed up. And, like, that is somewhere I feel like pure joy just is existing yeah. for, for like, tapping into your inner child yeah. and being with a group of like-minded people who are just... Mm cheesing out on stupid like it's just none of it it's all fake yeah i mean play is as such an important function for us as people like again on a more on this like therapy psycho like level it's like play i mean also i guess on a social level play has been pushed to the outskirts and like if it's does if it's not if you finally find a hobby you like you need to monetize it somehow hi have we met i mean and i'm very aware i'm a case study i'm very aware i'm talking to you but like there's that's also that's a whole different world of being you're like excellent at this craft and i think so like you and ceramics that's a different story than like me playing zelda there is no you can't i'm not gonna make money yeah. I'm, I'm actually losing like i'm quote-unquote losing stuff by doing that or like right. the a renaissance fair like how silly but there needs to be silly in play um and i think like we work out a lot of again who we are and identity stuff through how how and what we play yeah i would say that i think one of my biggest hindrances in enjoying life is that simple aspect of enjoying life Mm. of like just enjoying it yeah and like having a moment not thinking about the future or how it benefits or how it takes away or whatever Mm. so like just yeah going to the run fair and stuff and oh so much fun Mm. and silly and like I don't know. It's truly just for joy. Yeah, the whole I mean it's plain pretend and like we think I mean the, the another ther- uh high concept in therapy is that children reveal their feelings through the how they play. You can see how kids actually their internal world through play, but I'm like that's just so true about adults too and yeah. getting to work out um also like getting to work out angst through play is an important uh aspect as well. So Yeah. Oh, I feel like I get my angst out in Settlers of Catan nice incredible like a hundred percent that's a nice safe it's like safe it's consensual it's whatever it's like you know all that stuff i i go to the batting cages when i'm really angry and i'm like oh yeah because again it's like it's there's boundaries there's containment and uh no one needs the like the the like sword of my rage like that but that needs to get worked out like i need to put that anger somewhere oh my god the batting cages is genius too because i think when you take the time to go do something like that you have to focus a certain amount of your energy on hitting a ball Mm -hmm. right oh yeah yeah so your brain gets to like separate from the thing that you've been obsessing over yeah right that's me is like I get caught on a thing or angry or upset about something. And then I'm like, oh, let's play this on cycle on repeat Mm -hmm. while I fume. And it's like, no, how about we go hit balls? That's genius. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, thanks. I mean, it's another iteration of this concept about like completing the stress cycle. My body actually needs to enact through this 
anger and stress and then there's the my body then it feels relief for like oh my god I just hit a bunch of stuff and then I'm like oh maybe relief will come emotionally uh, you know it's oh yes and I like Sam and I are meeting each other and this recording is happening on a day in a week mm. that is heavy for both of us like I can feel that I know that in myself I think Sam you express it sorry to just put it out no, there no no it's that's um free to share and I had a couple of like big moments for myself they're small wins but like emotionally feeling Mm -hmm. like I'm evolving and noticing the like taking the wins Mm. and not being hard on myself about being really emotional this week and feeling things and thinking about I recently have had someone that I I love very much break their sobriety Mm. and you know I've spoken very openly on this podcast that I go to Al-Anon and have you know I, I struggle with certain of like those things in my life yeah and I'm at such a different point in my life this time. Mm-hmm. I am like beyond proud of myself and yeah. thrilled. Like I have given myself th- to be able to choose slowness in reacting yeah. is easily the most powerful thing I've ever, ever, ever done for myself Yeah, is to choose to wait mm. because I actually have learned like I don't have to respond with the first thing I feel. Mm. And so... I've had a couple of experiences recently where, especially in this week that have been heavy and and then just trusting myself to express myself to people when I feel like it's the right time. Yeah. And so I had two instances recently and one with my dad where like I was driving home last night and I was listening to sad music on purpose like an idiot. And <laughs> then I was like crying and just feeling like very disconnected and because my dad had called me a week ago mm-hmm. and was like, I haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. Like, making a joke like you must not love me like just Mm -hmm. being silly you know like Mm -hmm. and he doesn't mean it really like i think of course as a dad he'd like Mm -hmm. to talk to me more so that's kind of like his way to express it he can't help but to just make a joke but it's all i've been thinking about for like a week yeah and then i was just really emotional yesterday and so Hmm. i sat with those feelings last night yeah and i really thought about it and i was like well what is an action item i can do to like i guess in your way of like using your words of like completing this Mm. cycle of guilt and shame i have around mm-hmm. like with my connections with my family and i was like oh well tomorrow i'll just call him and tell him yeah that i feel this way yeah and like by tomorrow i'll be able to communicate with him in a way he can hear me because like i can't like cry to him mm-hmm. like it's not gonna be productive mm-hmm. so i just called him today and was like i miss you and i have guilt around not being there for the family and he was Mm -hmm. like oh but but you've built like such a great life for yourself and like Mm -hmm. he's proud and i like am proud of that too but it was just nice to like i was like well just tell him yeah and i've always been i've been thinking for a year now that when he retires i want to take him on a trip and like we Mm -hmm. haven't taken a trip just him and i but my mom have done a ton in the last like Mm -hmm. since i moved out so it was just really powerful to like take a moment and express myself to somebody and it was received so well Mm -hmm. so like while i'm still feeling heavy and stuff i don't know i'm just like things do get better emotionally if you work on them yeah i mean what i'm really hearing from your story is you start off by saying like i'm just proud of i'm honestly proud of myself i'm really different and i respond and react really differently yes. than i did in the past yes and that not only supports you through this painful process but yeah. it's actually also strengthening your relationships so not only are you more connected with you yes. you're also more connected with your dad and all because you've put in this work yeah and you're noticing not just the pain of the moment but also the supports you have to even express that pain yes my and, resources yeah. mm-hmm. and just feeling 
more because i and i think it changes and it's all on a spectrum and like nothing's linear so i know Mm. i can obviously like revert and probably do some maybe here and there you know but i would say like this with the person who's broken sobriety in the past like and i'm sure anybody who's ever known an addict or someone who suffers from alcoholism or addiction Mm. um knows that feeling where you're like okay well like you start, you get into scheme mode and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. if I do this and I say this and I do that and I say this and I, and then I take away and I punish or mm. if I, if I try harder to be sweet or da 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 maybe Ugh. I can get what I want from it, you know? And like, obviously the first day that was all that was going through my head. Right. But I told myself like, don't do anything with it. Mm. Dude, like I, let those yeah. feelings come and go and tell you, like use the work and use the resources and get your fucking Al-Anon book out and like yeah. remind yourself that it's actually nothing to do with you. <laughs> no, it's so pro- I mean, that's what I'm hearing too. It's like, it's, we can't bargain. You can't. You can't bargain or barter for love or affection or vulnerability. You just have to, sh- like, it uh, is always going to cost. Yep. Um, but it's kind of in the like paying up that you become more whole. It's not always in how someone's going to respond to you. Your dad might have been like, I mean, you could have gone a totally different response. He was yeah. like, oh, wait, no, you've done such a great job. You know, if you responded differently, that would have been painful. But you showing up to that conversation as a full self with, you know, presenting your pain. Yeah. That's like, that's the point. That's connecting you more with being human. And like, and I think I've always struggled. Like, I've always been labeled emotional or dramatic, which I, I've always felt my entire life wasn't fair or true. Mm. Like, I, you know, I think at a certain point you can have enough self-awareness to look back and say okay yeah like i did react yeah quote unquote poorly mm. and of course like i have said or done things that like i mean we all have we have all acted emotionally in the moment mm. and i hate even saying that because there's nothing wrong with being emotional mm-hmm. but like to take this self-identity negative self-identity that i feel like i've always had applied to me yeah and then like use it in a way that gets the res a good result i don't know i it was mm. it's it's feeling good yeah Oof. yeah wow. i mean it, you also just describe the difference between reacting and responding yeah you know again it's like oh, our first reaction that's the that's the stuff that should get me to the batting cages so i can work out because i don't want to express my rage on my loved ones right. i want to work through the anger and rage and then be able to calmly in a more steady regulated space in a more grounded loving position and be like hey what this hurt me and it made me feel angry and sad and then the tears can usually come up after the anger oh, yeah you know and that's usually what people end up responding to but we're not just trying to bargain a response we're yeah. just trying to show up and- yeah i think for like most of my life i just react fast mm. and it's like well that's you have options mm. For yourself. Yeah. Because then who hurts? I think in the end, it hurts you way more when you react fast. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the totality of how you feel about it. It's not the full picture. Mm. It's just the first thing you felt. So it's what oh you God. put out, you know? No, we're the same in that way. I think people tend to lean towards one or the other where for us, we need to take a beat. I usually, I process things really fast and I'm ready to let yep. everyone know exactly what I think and feel. And then the other people are like, I'll just take a beat forever it's like mm, it's time to yeah. lean in you and know? then have you been with people who take a beat and it feels cruel mm. like as somebody who loves i i'm like i'm a big i like let's talk about it let's break yeah. down every angle and the people that i've known in my life like even asa mm. he's a let me take a moment let me get my feelings together mm-hmm. and i always thought it was cruel mm-hmm 
like i'm ready now and it's like yeah. well that doesn't matter if the other person is <laughs> Like, yeah. Like you don't get to dictate when and how you resolve things. Yeah. And that's what sucks about life. I yeah, got to tell really. you. That is truly the biggest bummer is like it doesn't matter how ready you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you want to do it. The other person has to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes two to tango as they say. As they say. Do you feel like the older you get the more like all these stupid sayings and everything like people told you about or like the big life lessons they're not actually cliches that they're kind of oh, true <laughs> yeah i'm curious i wish i could come up with a f- few other ones on the top of my head but uh I'm, I'm drawing a blank um which drawing a blank uh is another fun little phrase there you go um which i also never understood i didn't realize blanks go in guns uh-huh. um yeah. yeah and be like oh i'm like trying to shoot and nothing's it's like when you play um russian roulette uh-huh you put all the bullets in the gun but there's only one oof there's only one Freaky. That, right yeah, is that the game? I think so. It's pretty freaky. You gotta put the blanks in. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what was the phrase you just had? I, it I, takes two to it tango. It takes two to tango. It does. Love don't pay the bills. Never heard anything truer in my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You gotta work for that paper. Capitalism, baby. <laughs> we have to say it at least once an episode, <laughs> at least. right? At least. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism. Oh, yeah. I know can we going. go into... <laughs> I know where this is going. (laughs) Is it okay to? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so like everything is so annoying and so dramatic (laughs) and so over the top and Mm -hmm. so disappointingly like, I don't know, everything going on with Pride right now and like all the companies (laughs) and stuff. I'm like, it's so predictably annoying and frustrating for the queer community, especially I'm sure, Uh to just see the fumbling and the bumbling and then also like, just the outright like hate yeah it's it's insane it is do we do you feel like it's like bubbling to like for your lifespan Mm -hmm. like in a way that's worse it's really hard i guess to like to to compare Mm. i don't know i think uh i i don't know i don't i don't know that's That's my, my simple answer i think like I kind of don't care what's gonna in a in a like you guys can do whatever you want yeah um and I pity those filled with hate you know it's like I feel so sad on behalf of those who can't access um loving feelings it's like oh your life must be really empty yeah um and I think the more I draw myself to that position uh the more peace I end up feeling um, because I have personally, I, you know, I brought this up with you, Steph, because I, I've been reflecting on my kind of history around um, coming out and being gay um, a lot recently and all the mild and major ways I've experienced people's disdain for something that's so essentially me. Um, and and it is it is really remarkable. And then it's so funny to um, watch... Uh, you know, all the kitschy sayings and colors and uh, the capitalist, you know, capitalism trying to like, uh, you know, uh, kiss the gays. <laughs> I would say too, like, in, like, just for example, like what's going on with Target is so disheartening and so heartbreaking because here's a company that is trying to make people feel loved and connected and mm. cared for. And sure, a lot of it is to make money, like a hundred percent. But I do think like Target workers, like imagine if you worked for Target. Yeah. Like, would you not be like stoked that this is rad? Yeah. That they're putting, they're trying to normalize it. 
they, just like they put sex toys they recently just started carrying sex toys too Dang, and it's yeah. just like i think you know some companies understand like who they are too like target's a great company i in mm-hmm. my opinion to put out a pride line like yeah certainly it's yeah. so mainstream everybody mm-hmm. walks into target like mm-hmm. it's so visually seen mm-hmm. which i think is part of it yeah it's just like what is it called it's it's called um what is the therapy called when like people are afraid of something so you inter- oh, exposure therapy, exposure therapy yeah. you know almost yeah, yeah and it's just like yeah, visibility just visibility hey, we, we're, we're, we're among you um people people have been telling me all, all through the last couple of years they're like oh my god you're the first gay person i know i'm like no i'm not oh my god i'm trying to tell you i'm not I'm oh the my first god one who's felt safe who's been brave enough to tell you that i'm gay but no i am not the only gay person no you know? i love it i love that you said that because god there's this stupid fucking i saw this news thing came out that was like some idiot well not they're not an idiot it's just such a black and white it's mm-hmm. like you can't look at numbers i'm so mm-hmm. sorry you can't say that there's 50 percent more people that are gay now all of a sudden than there <laughs> were in 1946 you just didn't know about them because they didn't want to die uh, yeah because they didn't want to be disowned because they didn't want to be a lobotomy they didn't want a lobotomy they didn't want to be thrown into an insane asylum yeah. thank you so no okay yeah there's more people on the world in the world right now than there was in 1946 so yes there's more gay people but like it's not you can't put it down to a number or like talk about it because i think in my opinion that the danger Uh huge danger of doing that is drawing it to a morality and you cannot Mm. do you know what i mean oh yeah because the whole that whole argument of saying Mm -hmm. like well there's more gay people now than ever is basically a tying it attributing it to society lacking morals or like changing in a negative in my opinion like yeah. that is the drawing case or like yeah. that's where people's heads go to uh-huh. and you just can't do that it's not right and it's not like uh-huh. it's not safe oh it's really it's it uh i i could do a whole uh speech on on this particular concept yeah. of the way that uh western evangelicalism has thought it owns goodness morals and yeah. love and the irony of like you're actually just partnering with phobic ideals racist ideals i was gonna say and even people that like it is down to it like very racist as well <laughs> like it's such a racist institution and i would yeah. say that it's racist in catholicism it's race like in, in all religions yeah. truly like it, there is like a through line for that too. it's yeah regardless religion or irreligion i mean there that that's going to be a through and through just like regardless of religion or regardless of non-religion there's going to be love like that's just going to be true yeah. like what's so remarkable is that there's this abounding i think <laughs> there's an abounding truth that we come this conclusion we come to as humans that oh love and union is the only real thing that this whole thing is about and that's gonna happen to people regardless of culture um and space and time and i think that like yeah we're in a moment where yeah it might get really worse but there will always also be the alternate where yes the hate will increase towards literally whomever and whatever and yet also love also increases and what's so funny you were saying this a second ago about um oh it's just the the obnoxious way that pride month might mean more signs that say love wins oh but it's 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 obnoxious because it's like fuck you for stealing that because it is also true like love will like i think i just believe that there's always there's on the other side of all this hate there like love really does find a way yeah um 
and that will they, they they can take away every right but i was gonna say and like even that is weaponized like you know like that can mean something totally different to somebody else yeah like it's crazy the thing with target that i just wanted to close the loophole on that is like it's so sickening that like target workers across the country mm-hmm. have been assaulted mm. and threatened and scared yeah i mean these are it comes down to people's these are people's like true real lives yeah like when, well, you th- when you yeah. think about yourself and your own life and you see someone doing something you don't like to do right like okay let's say you're against it like in what way are you making the world better or more safe yeah. or happier by like being cruel and mean to somebody i i really just don't get the, there's no logic to it really it's yeah. just like it's very odd <laughs> No, I mean, and I, I completely agree. And yet there's part of me that also wants to say to the, about these like target work. Of course, it's awful. But like, hey, welcome to allyship. <laughs> welcome, I agree. So you know, all like, they did. So a target pulled. Yeah. Pulled. Yeah. Pulled they, they're this, removing. They're removing them from different certain stores mm-hmm. because, you know, it's so challenging because as a corporation, you have to, you know, yeah. keep people safe sure then and you the find fact, other ways you hire people to keep you, people safe there's other ways no 100 yeah. percent. i'm like you took the easiest way out yeah that's ever existed yeah i <laughs> you know yeah totally like you're not owning a decision so therefore it wasn't a decision rooted mm. in true love and belief yeah and righteousness it was just in a way to make a buck i guess yeah because it's kind of like, how it feels right it would cost more money to stand by the decision it just would it would cost more money to oh pr- the shareholders might get five less dollars because we hired security at five exactly. stores like god forbid yeah exactly and god so, forbid we made the a community of like yeah. feel good and yeah. loved and, and actually and i'm like for. how i mean again being targeted um, I haven't experienced any physical violence for being gay, but I've uh, experienced a lot of relational pain and wounds for this. So I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what it's like out there. Like, I'm lucky that I have my life hasn't been threatened, uh, but certainly have been harassed um, also by strangers. So yeah. uh, it's <laughs> it's 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 a lot. Um, <laughs> the one thing I do want to say about Target, I wanted to make a fake article that says, you know, like, oh, Target is pulling their their displays for pride month um you know based off blah 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 and then another article saying like oh but like good news they're actually bringing it back but bad news only that's the only part of the store gay people can shop (laughs) they're only allowed (laughs) in this section only allowed there actually i am allowed into a target but i can only shop are they checking your card yeah we have we we have those (laughs) that's the the gay agendas that were highly organized correct the gay agenda uh so yeah they do check just to exist they check my google cal and then my badge and then they're like okay you're cleared to go buy they just look at your outfit (laughs) yeah that that does not take much (laughs) i'm like excuse me on a good day i will only be able to shop in that section as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) really depends um gosh are do you go are you going to be going to any like pride walks or parades or anything i would really like that i have mixed feelings about that um and i haven't really well okay just one thing i've never been to a pride (gasps) anything wait the one in santa barbara's coming up is it yes it's in june baby obviously baby um i'm gonna look up the date and i think we should go okay i think though uh the one hosted by um 
Pacific Pride is often not in June. But I know there's obviously Pride in LA. Pride in San Francisco is the third weekend of June. And some, in my opinion, as somebody who's um, straight and white <laughs> and female, uh-huh. I think you should go primarily because especially if you're feeling heavy around the topic right now. Yeah. I think it's really fucking powerful to see a mass amount of people support who you are fundamentally as a human. Yeah. Whether or not you believe it's in earnest or not, because it is the people who are there walking and like participating, it is in earnest. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are also like in the same position you are. And I think it's just like, I've gone quite a bit. I went in high school a lot in San Francisco because I live near San Francisco mm-hmm. and it's such a great celebration of happiness and joy. And I don't know. I just think that like, obviously there's pros and cons to going yeah. and there's pros and cons to having them and da, 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 and things can feel performative. But I have a young person in my life who's going through a lot of like queer identity stuff mm-hmm. and I wish I could take them because I'm just like, I just want you to see that like there is a community for you and there is somewhere for you to belong and that there will be people who will show up for you and care and, and rally and fight and like be there Mm -hmm. because I think what we're seeing is that like people are just dying. Yeah. For what, for one reason to another, sometimes it's because they feel like they have no community and they have nobody and that they're alone and that, you know, and they're scared and tired of, fighting to belong in a world like it's crazy and it's not like the fact that like all this hate is killing people youth at like a very high rate Mm -hmm. like i just think it's a good reminder if if you're like having a hard time with it that like people exist that care yeah i think my feelings about being mixed on it now i haven't really i mean i'm like saying that out loud i'm like wait why am i not planning i'm also not a good planner i think there's like very like boring reasons why i'm like that's have mixed feelings about it my history though i've only been out for so long i yeah. came out i wasn't even out in 2019 um and then i came out kind like it's just such a saga Um, But that was COVID. And so I'm like, even if I wanted to participate in this thing and I was actually looking for more community at the time and couldn't find it. And then fast forward another year and I happened to get connected with um, the assistant manager at Topa Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah. um, Who is a gay woman and uh, got me hired. And then turns out most of the Santa Barbara staff at the time were most most of us were gay, um, which was really satisfying for me. It was like that's when I got hired for Topa was like it was kind of this alternate pride experience for me yeah um you know did pride trivia night that year or whatever and then fast forward one more year that was just last summer and i just didn't do anything pride related because i just didn't plan it and then this year like there have been some talks about doing you know be going to patties at least once in june or like maybe we should go to la and like all this stuff and um all that sounds good i think honestly like my really boring reason is like i really don't like crowds i don't either see i'm not like the biggest crowd person either but i'm like when you i find so much hope and i like get emotional i could cry right now like when we have marched for black lives matters and marched for women's rights and marched for like all the things we've been marching for in the last few years i'm like there's days where you just feel like the new the onslaught of news and bad news and like they're really trying to convince us that everything is terrible yeah to go with like-minded people and do something you feel good about Mm -hmm. and see how many people feel the same way as you yeah i'm like no 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 no. it's not all bad Mm -hmm. there is hope there is love there is community there's Mm -hmm. people doing the work 
like it's hmm. very exciting and it gives me hope and i know that's like probably like uh it's coming from a very privileged place yeah um, I, yeah yeah but i do yeah but i do just feel like it's nice to be with community in these moments when like think when the world yeah. seems really fucked up and it is really huh. fucked up but like there's just these it's just nice to be collective I mean, I I, I I certainly agree. And I, it's so funny to be like kind of feeling out like what what's going on inside me, you know, as you're sharing all this. And I, I cert I like I'm like, yes, do do all the things. It just doesn't appear like that's not the version yeah, of that's fair of like communion that appeals to me. Yeah. And I think that's just like a preference. That's not like a gay thing. Like, it's no. just like a I think there's other things that are more meaning more uh, i don't know more meaningful to me and personally and i think other people respond really well to these like big events i also think as i'm as we're talking about this uh i the last the last places i had really big events where people were all co- in a collective mindset was a religious space oh. and so i'm thinking like i could potentially be carrying some of that wounding into this and being like i don't really know about this group think thing even though i like no i, I agree I'm i get like, what you mean and i think too another big one of my other like soapboxes about being gay is like i really don't like all the stereotypes of what it means to be gay like where's your carabiner or like whatever like the things that I'm like being I'm gay because I'm attracted to women and also I'm like that's not even the most interesting thing about me I'm like I love a person like that's always Ace and I always joke we're always like if we have like I hope by the time we have kids we're not fucking talking about it anymore like okay okay well it's not gonna happen because we're gonna have a kid like next year but like by the time they are becoming (laughs) themselves in Uh in high school and stuff Uh I'm like you don't need to like fucking come out to me as your parent. You bring someone you love by and we're going to love them. Like, like, I, don't, okay. like yeah. I just want to come. He says like, I don't care who you're fucking. Like it yeah. doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. And I tell him all the time, I comes from an extreme place of privilege as to wh- straight people. Mm. Like we've never had to put our identity in question because we have quote unquote belonged. So just mm. remember that babe. Mm. But I, I feel the same way too, where I'm like, for me, it doesn't matter who you fuck. Okay. It doesn't matter who you love. It doesn't matter who you want to marry like as long as they're not like a terrible fucking person and like kill people or like abuse you like i'm pretty much yeah. like yeah let's start regulating I hate, that. i'm not gonna say love is love but i'm saying that like ace and i like we are just yeah. like we're so straight and privileged that we're like i just don't care mm. i want to support other people and make them feel loved and like comfortable yeah. and safe totally but like we got to get to a point i think we'll get hopefully these Gen Zs are working hard. They're hustling out there. They are real. They took what Gen X and Millennials did and said, "Hold my, hold my beer." Like I am going to, <laughs> yeah, 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 shake this shit up. That's why I love the youth. Everyone just talks shit about Gen Z, and I'm like, they are raging against the machine yeah. that we literally were like, we don't like this, but I guess we'll do it. <laughs> like they're like, no, yeah, we are yeah. not doing this. Yeah, there's another way. Wait, you also just very casual. Like we're having a baby next year. Oh yes have you soft launch um on our honeymoon next summer we're gonna let it rip <laughs> cool is that crazy to say That's so sick yeah no it's not that sounds awesome um when melissa with my when melissa was over with her baby yeah. the other night and she went home i i went to bed and i told asa and oh i said i've never been more jealous of anyone in my entire life <gasps> i want her baby i want to <laughs> steal her baby <laughs> I want that baby. Yeah. And then my neighbors just had a baby and I saw them and I said, I want that baby. And I talked to my dad today. And that's one of the things I told him too, Mm -hmm. was like, 
I want to have a fucking baby. And and he was so fucking cute. My dad was like, Asa will be a great dad. And mm-hmm. I was like, let me cry real quick. No, I didn't. Uh-huh. But I was like, yes, he will be a great dad. And it's going to be so funny and weird and hilarious. But yeah, I want a fucking baby. Okay, that's so great. I'm really happy for you. I mean, it's just so funny. The last time it was just the two of us, we briefly talked about what does it mean uh what does pregnancy mean what does it mean to be a mom like what do, you know I what is that say, and, and it's just yeah. so funny to fast forward and you are being like yeah so we're having baby we're gonna have a baby next year we've been kind of joking about it for like a year or so or like especially once we got engaged i was like it would make sense time-wise to let it rip on the honeymoon um and then i think i've really struggled with what that means for me mm-hmm. god forever i guess i've like i've really teetered tottered on it where i'm like yeah I could live an incredible life and never have a kid. I could live an incredible life and have a kid. Mm-hmm. And and like both would bring me so much and both would take away so much. Mm. So it's just like, I've really struggled with it. And I mm-hmm. think my biggest hurdle is like the multiple kid thing. I cannot wrap my head around having, mm. I just can't. I, I really like, I tip my hat, tip my cap to all these parents and the lives they live yeah it's fucking nuts so i've really i've got ace on board i've got my family on board i'm like i know for a fact i can have one kid and mm-hmm. crush it and like be a great mom and i and i know that about myself i don't mm-hmm. know why but i know that about myself yeah you add in another and i just don't think i have it in me yeah i would be like i think i would be cruel i don't think i'd be a very good mom mm-hmm. i think i would be mean yeah well and i'm not trying to be mean no we don't want that no so i'm like and and just i feel like i'm overwhelmed by the idea and it always changes right so Mm -hmm. that's why i've told everyone i'm like for now i'm saying one yeah that's cool once i have that baby who knows my mind's allowed to change but for now yeah well of course i mean i like a big i don't know if this is common it feels like this phrase is getting more common but you make the best decision you can with the information you have yeah and then you get more information then you make another decision this is all we do yes and i will be beyond blessed and thrilled and excited if i can have a baby yeah naturally like that would be really cool yeah well hell yeah so gosh yeah when melissa left i was like that I want that baby. Yeah, yeah. I want that baby to be my baby. Yeah, it's a pretty cute baby. Fuck, dude. Yeah, really cute baby. And she is so, like, babies are so silly. It's so cool to see their personality come out. I do feel like kids are like cats. You can't decide what kind of, like, no. the temperament of your cat. No. You don't get to decide that. No. You know? That's why I love the whole nature and nurture thing, because it is certainly nurture. It is just factually nurture. Like... It's, yeah. a, it's semi it's uh, you and don't feel like a, it's an 80 20 split it might be an 80 20 experience like <laughs> I of feel course like, like yeah but it, that's like when it comes to like medical oh things. yeah 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 chemically Can't, like when you're like oh there's dementia in my family yeah you're okay, like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that that's sucks. what i mean like um, oh at 25 i became bipolar like okay i guess i didn't have a choice <laughs> you know like there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's but, some things you but just people can't. ask me like oh do you want to is it important to have your genes pass on or whatever and i'm like uh yeah i don't know i mean my mom asked me asked asked me that on mother's day on the phone okay, she's like that's what, intense. what about um like have you thought about freezing your eggs and i'm like whoa i'm like you know, you know i like i have like thought about these these things I'm like why is that important to me why would it not be important to me whatever and it's it ultimately is not important to me for for this exact point of like you don't you 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 nurture and you're we embody and internalize those we love that's just what we do as humans yeah and so i don't know so i'm big on like 
you'll have a kid they'll take in you they'll take an asa not because they have your genes oh there's some there's some factor they'll be a tall kid oh dude they'll be a fucking tall kid banking on it uh that's one thing i can't wait um, but there's other there's other things there so yeah i didn't do anything spectacular with my life and you know (laughs) i will be just as my parents did to me putting that pressure on my child oh yeah that's the way of the world can they be an nba wnba mm-hmm. just make me some fucking I'm, can i retire yeah make me money baby please i didn't <laughs> do it i didn't do it for my parents uh, yeah no i know they're like oh, they're you know pissed. what is crazy there was a moment in time when i was growing up mm-hmm. that my parents really thought mm. i could do something cool and special not mm. to say that i'm not cool guys like i'm not shitting on myself there was a moment though where they were like she might just do something and then i was like how about not yeah there's uh living an ordinary life is actually so special we were just in the studio i was in the studio with kelly and uh somehow it came up and someone asked us like oh i was talking about if i could go back in time and talk to my eight-year-old self and just like get the down low like what do you think is Mm. gonna happen Mm -hmm. i I remember some of the milestones or things i thought was gonna happen yeah and then see how far off i landed and then a woman in the studio was like well if you could like what do you really want out Mm -hmm. of your life and i was like i just want a simple happy life i just want a simple happy life Mm -hmm. like wouldn't that be the grandest thing that's ever happened yeah like oh chef's kiss oh incredible and kelly was like yep i'm with stuff and i was just mm-hmm. like that's where it's at like yeah. i just want a simple life with people i love where yeah. i cry all the time yeah crying is a really important about thing. how much i love yeah i'm just so <laughs> crying because i'm so gratitude happy. yeah and just like enjoying the simple things because if you can't man there's just no point yeah it really does i mean like that's a big focus for me personally is like if if i don't like my days i probably don't like my life so gotta make sure i like my days so we've really only gotten two notes and it's an hour yeah i think we're i think this is tying a bow on it yeah we could tie a bow i feel so good (laughs) me too Um, i feel like i get free therapy when i come here and the (laughs) listeners just have to listen me Uh, get therapized by you but i'm not complaining no i'm I'm handing out this information for free i'm it cost a pretty penny on my part guys you should be so lucky Mm -hmm. um i want to drop a venmo request i'm just kidding please do no 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 why not you can i mean if you if you really want it just just send me a a five dollars cash guys her name's a unique so you can find it (laughs) we spell Uh, it out on the podcast um but also yeah my few other notes were just silly things that happened to me recently and i'll just keep those in my pocket for next next time time. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um i do want to just shout out kaylee crane fitness uh there she's launching another like summer series where you can and there's a lot of drop in opportunity nice so if you're an Ohio Ventura, it's just such a great way to connect with women and feel powerful and feel really good about yourself and feel uplifted and feel strong. Mm. Um, it's one of the coolest experiences I've ever been through. I've been going on and off for, I don't know, four years maybe. But it's just, it's helped me evolve the way I think about my body. Cool. And I don't know how like that could be a bad thing. It's so oh, powerful. It's, super it's, important. it's really cool. So check it out. She has a ton of videos online and stuff too. You don't even have to go in person if you're kind of more of like a solo worker. Oh, outer. sick. That's but awesome. Yeah. Very cool. cool. Very empowering. Uh, and I think, if you know, on the whole mental health thing, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Boost that mental health. Yeah. Like your life. Like your days. I, I try to like every day. Me too. I'm liking today. 
Me too. High five. Up top. Love you. Love you. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> bye.